Hey friend, in this episode I share something that I didn't really want to share, partly because I didn't really know how to put into words and I didn't know if it would make sense (laughs) and I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't really know if it would mean anything to anyone, but I really feel like a lot of us deal with shame and when we feel ashamed, we turn away from God. I feel like God showed me what I do when I feel ashamed. He showed me what I did about two weekends ago, and it it was kind of a wake-up call for me. So I just wanted to share this because I feel like at least one, if not a lot of you, can relate. So I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that this helps you. Also, I just wanted to remind you about my free community on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash group slash Her Holistic Healing. Join the group if you have prayer requests or you want some health tips, you want to network with others. I would just love to meet you. So if you join the group, I will see you in there. With all that being said, let's start the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. A couple weekends ago, I went to this women's retreat. It was really amazing, but it didn't really turn out the way that I expected. It was a two-night event, and on the the first full day, there was this incredible speaker. She had an amazing story to tell. There was about 16 of us women there, and I think all of us were crying at some point. The theme of the retreat was, it is well with your soul. So the speaker was talking about soul health, and she she was talking about certain things that indicate that your soul is well. Towards the end of the last session, she asked if anyone had any questions. And I asked her, you know how you talked about healthy conflict versus being combative? I don't feel like I know the difference. I don't always know if I'm engaging well with others if I'm, or if I'm being combative or if I'm just engaging in healthy conflict. Her response to me was, well, it sounds like you're kind of looking for an easy response, but I think that you need to go back and and look into your past and and find out how you dealt with conflict in the past to know how you got to where you are. And my response to her was, 
Well, I've done that. I've done a lot of counseling. I've, I've seen a lot of life, life coaches and, and all those things. At the very end, I was looking at a brochure that she, that she brought. She came up to me and she said, the very first time that I saw you when you came in the room, I could see the pain in your face. The moment that she said that, I just felt so ashamed. I just felt like, man, I, I spent all this money on counseling and all this time on counseling and she's never met me before and right away she sees the pain in my face. This is what I was thinking. She also said, I know that when you've tried a bunch of things and you've been working on things for a while, I know that you can feel that you can get weary and that you might think that there's something wrong with you. But I just wanted to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. And I just I just wanted to ask you to give give me a shot. Give give it one last try. She runs these emotional recovery clinics there. They span um I think they run for three days. So she was inviting me to go to her clinic. And once again, like I said, I felt ashamed, but I also started crying because what she said really resonated with me. I discovered a couple years ago that that was one of the lies that I believed that there was something wrong with me because I've always felt like a black sheep basically wherever I go. So that meant a lot to me. But when that session was over that night. I just felt, like I said, I felt this, this shame, like I've been working on myself or seeing counselors. And I feel like, has there been no change here? Like, did I just waste my time? So that night we were worshiping, we were all worshiping together in front of this fire pit. And I just felt so I just felt like I wanted to leave. I wanted to be by myself and I wanted to just get away because like I said I felt ashamed and I just felt the spirit of this just critical spirit I just felt um, really irritated and that attitude carried over into the next day we left the retreat center we went to church we were sitting together in the the first two two rows in church we, we started worshiping again and I felt like I couldn't worship like I like I normally did. Like I, like I said before, I just felt ashamed and I I just, I wasn't sure what to do. So I started praying and I started praying Ezekiel 36, 26. It says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I started asking God to change my heart. A friend of mine was telling me this a while ago that it really helped when she started asking God to change her heart. So I started asking for that as well. A couple of minutes later, I just felt such such gratitude. I just saw how much of a I don't know how else to describe it. I saw I saw how wretched I was. I saw that I shouldn't be focusing on myself. I should be just so grateful for all the blessings that God has has given me and just the fact that he died for me and I just I at that moment I just started worshiping like I normally do I started singing and I just felt so thankful to have God in my life and that was him softening my heart that's what I had asked for so I was so grateful for that and that day 
or in the days after, the story, the sermon that I had heard popped into my head. It was the sermon by Pastor Colin Smith. The pastor was comparing Peter and Judas, their reactions to the sin that they committed. So let's dive into this a little bit, starting in John chapter 13. I'm not going to read it, but this is when Jesus talks about how someone's going to betray him. And he says that it, we find out that it's going to be Judas. So that's John chapter 13. Let's go to Matthew 26. This is when Jesus talks about how Peter will deny him three times. Matthew 26, starting in verse 34. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Skip down to verse 36. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and this is right before he's betrayed by Judas. This is before Judas comes in and before they take him away. This is starting in verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So, leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Even now as I read this, I noticed something new. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a complete Bible expert, but I, I don't recall Jesus asking someone to to stay with him he says in verse let's see starting again in verse 37 he began to be sorrowful and troubled then he said to them my soul is very sorrowful even to death remain here and watch with me he was asking his disciples to be there for him right he he was in such deep sorrow he knew that he was about to be betrayed he knew what was about to happen that he was about to be nailed to the cross and endure that the whipping and the beating and the torture and he just asked his disciples to to stay awake to pray to to keep watch with him and they they couldn't do that they fell asleep they kept falling asleep and then Let's skip down to verse 69. This is still in Matthew 26. 
when Peter denies Jesus three times and verse 75 says, and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Let's go to Matthew 27 verses three through 10. So now we see Judas, this passage is so heart-wrenching. It says, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. Judas gave the money back, right? But he, but he hung himself. Let's go to John 21.4. This is when, this is after Jesus hung on the cross, after he resurrected from the dead. This is when he appeared to Peter and some of the disciples. Starting... In verse 4, this is John 21. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord! When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging out the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish of them, 150 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the, the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So let's go back and look how what happened to Judas. He he felt whatever he was feeling, he returned the money, but he hung himself. Peter, in contrast, he sees Jesus. He realizes that Jesus is there and he he jumps into the water. He's to me, he seems so excited and Jesus, he doesn't go to Peter and say, I told you, this is what I told you. I told you you would deny me three times and look what you did and look at all of you. you I, I was going through the hardest time in my life. I was about to be tortured and you all fall asleep, fell asleep. He didn't say that, right? He was, he was right there and he, he said, have breakfast with me. I just think that is so beautiful. So that's the difference between Peter and Judas. Peter understood that Jesus, how forgiving Jesus is and 
how much grace he provides. And he wasn't, well, I can't, I don't, I didn't, I don't see into Peter's mind, but just, just the fact that he jumped into the water, he was so excited and he ate breakfast with Jesus. I, I can imagine that like, like a child, he just was so excited to see his father, his friend. And, and he, he didn't, it didn't seem like he was ashamed. And in contrast, Judas, if he would have gone to Jesus, I believe Jesus would have accepted him with love too, even though Judas betrayed him. That's just my opinion. And that's what Pastor Colin Smith was also saying in his sermon. So I wanted to bring this up because I know that you some of you if not all of you struggle with shame every now and then just like me and looking back now it just seems silly that I was ashamed that because what I I was ashamed because I'm not perfect because I'm not as far along as I thought I was I mean so what yeah of course I'm not perfect none of us are perfect that's why Jesus came to die for us right so many times we can be ashamed and like what I wanted to do, I wanted to go to my room and not talk to anyone. Maybe in the past you you felt the same way. I, I've, I've been thinking about other ways that I've responded when I felt ashamed. In the past, I would just just um just sleep because I didn't want to think about any anything else I would just sleep or I would just sit in front of the tv for hours and numb myself with just by watching tv some of you are on social media so much and you just you you're just you just get so distracted and you numb out and we just we just do all these things to numb ourselves to self-medicate to just not think about what's going on or think about the shame that we feel. But the truth is, just like how Jesus knew that Peter would deny him three times, he knew he knew that ahead of time. Just like he knew that Judas would betray him, he knew that ahead of time. He knows your every thought. He knows everything that you've done. He knows everything that you will do in the future. He knows your sin struggle right now. But the beauty is 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The beauty is because Jesus died for our sin God doesn't see us the way we think he does. Most of us anyway. My A friend of mine, um, she told me the story this vision that she had, and I'll never forget it. She said, God said to me, when, when you see yourself, you see yourself as this old lady who is broken down, who is wearing these dirty, raggedy clothes, but you don't understand that I, I don't see you that way. When I see you, I see you as this beautiful girl dressed in white, in this clean beautiful white dress that's the way I see you and if you have given your life to Christ if you have if you have confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in the heart in your heart that God raised him for the from the dead you are saved and 
God sees you as he sees Jesus. He, he knows that you still sin, but he doesn't, he doesn't condemn you for that sin. So I want you to remember that when you're feeling ashamed or when you're having any negative thought, act, react like Peter did. Don't, don't act like Judas did. He just, he, he felt whatever he felt, he, he, he had regret, right? He had regret and he hung himself. He, and he, he hung himself when he could have turned to Jesus. When you're feeling shame, do what Peter did. He, he wept, but then when he, when he saw Jesus, when he realized that Jesus was alive, he jumped into the water and he went to him. So whatever, whatever you're going through, just, just go to Jesus. Don't turn away from him. A lot of times we think that, that God has left us, but I'm realizing that he, he never leaves us. And that's, it says that in, in, in the word of God, he will never leave us or forsake us. And he doesn't. Oftentimes we're the ones that put up barriers between, between us and God. We're the ones that do that. So just remember, whenever you're feeling shame, remember what Peter did. He, he jumped into the water to be, to see Jesus, to spend time with Jesus. And also remember Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, will you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Before you go, I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from Matthew 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you. It's easy and my burden is light.